Kia ora, I'm Georgia. I'm Catherine. And you're listening to... Pimpod! Kia ora everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Parent Pod with our very own in-house sleep consultant, <laughs> Georgia McRae to McCarthy. Yeah, soon. Not long Yeah, now. Yeah. So um, handy that's still the same initials. Yes. And oh, it's funny that I'm still going to be a Mac. Not changing. Yeah. Not changing too much, which is quite nice. Yeah, yeah, that is really nice. It's funny. I don't know if I've told you this. Tomo's brother, his fiance is also called Georgia. So they're getting married. No. Yeah, so they're getting married in March. So there's going to be two Georgia McCarthy's, which is so funny. I just think it's hilarious. That is hilarious. Yeah. Have you already got your um the email address? No, I should actually do that. That's you need to get in there before her. <laughs> Hopefully she's not listening get, to this. <laughs> get Georgia McCarthy at gmail.com, whatever. Yeah, I need to get there quick. Good, good plan. Good idea, actually. Yeah. But yeah, it's that so funny. So, so funny. I guess it's that weird thing as well of like what, well, as a teacher, actually, it's quite a big thing because you get called your surname. Yes. Every day, don't you? But in terms of life, I guess how much... Like, what, what are you going to change? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. We're already, Tomo's family already call us Georgia South and Georgia North because I'm South Island. She's North Island. So, <laughs> which is funny. And that'll hang around. Um, yeah, it was like, so I did, had my first day of relieving um, recently. And when they said, what's your name? I was like, should I just say Mrs. McCarthy? Because I basically am. But I just, I just couldn't I was like no I'm still Miss McRae yeah it's I think that's so so big as a like teacher's identity and actually lots of my friends say at work they don't change their name yeah like lots of people don't no especially if you've built up like content like contacts in your business and clients yes yeah so I guess you can just I just thought because I was at a new it. school, so I was like, you know, this is maybe my chance to yeah, yeah. run with it. But yeah, I just couldn't yet. <laughs> maybe in oh. a couple of weeks I will. Would would do you reckon Tom I would have ever gone for your surname? Do you know what? We actually recently spoke about that because I've only got sisters, so the McRae might oh. end up, you know, not going much further. Um although Nicole, my sister and her partner are hyphenating your name but yeah nice. I actually said to him I said why was it never a discussion before kids whose last name we would take it was just kind of presumed that they would be McCarthy's yeah um, I, I do kind of wish we'd had a bit more of a chat about it and I guess it's actually not too late you know you can change your names whenever um, we always just joke and say that we're just hyphen oh like merging McRae and McCarthy like taking the Mick from McRae and Carthy to just be McCarthy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's tricky because they're so similar. So, And you couldn't I, double barrel it. Like we couldn't be the McRae McCarthy's. That would just be a bit much. Yeah, it's a bit much, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I don't yeah, mind. I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to all being the same. Not that it matters at all, but it will be really nice. I think maybe if we hadn't had, we weren't planning on having kids, I would probably just stay as McRae. Yeah. But, Stay as you are. Yeah, because you're you say um as Ms. Blunt at or Miss Blunt at school, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. I just kept my maiden name. I remember when the principal asked me and said, "What are you?" and it just panicked. Like, you you just get so nervous, don't you? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, this is such a big decision. Like, am I just like losing my identity if I say my? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, those thoughts you have suddenly have am I not am I not very feminist anymore yeah. I go with it like, yes. what the hell am I gonna do yeah and I was like oh my goodness but my kids might eventually go to this school do I want to be the same as them I just chickened out and was like oh leave it the same yeah. whatever just leave it the same <laughs> but now like that quick decision that's kind of it right now that's, that's stuck it. with yeah. you yeah yeah you just get so many thoughts in your head don't you yeah you do yeah but yes, what's what's been happening with you? 
Well, ah, oh, so this is we've we've known for a couple of weeks now, but I thought I'd I'd share. Oh, maybe longer than a couple of weeks. Um, but it's so exciting. We've we know that we're having another boy. Boy gang. Woohoo! Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Boy number three. Um How did Hugh yeah, feel so about that? Because last time we spoke oh. about this, he said I don't want a brother. <laughs> he was when we first told him, he was really upset. And he, he just he actually cried real tears and said, What have you done with my sister? <laughs> um she She never existed yeah yeah (laughs) um um, but we've like we've been trying to get him really excited and um he he actually said to us he said it's okay i'll have i'll have another brother um but we just won't have Hector anymore. I was like, oh, no, oh, no. Like, it's not, not like quite a how it works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. And then he said, um, you can just, we can just have a sister another time. Oh, uh, okay. Like, well, also not how it works. Yeah, we like, I don't know if we want to play that game. <laughs> um, Maybe you just need to get him a puppy that's a girl. Oh, yeah, maybe. Um so yeah, that's quite funny. But three now he's boys. really come round to the yeah, three boys. We're chuffed, like yeah. we're so we would have been so happy either way, and yeah, we don't like it. We really don't mind, but it's so funny seeing other people's reactions to it. As he run like oh, three boys, yeah, <laughs> like people who you know, good friends and stuff and family are just like oh, another boy, you know, amazing. You know us, yeah, it's great. It's strangers yeah. or like acquaintances or like colleagues who are really like, oh, oh gosh, going to be going for a fourth. You're going to go for a girl. Yeah. Why do, why, but why do people think that you'd be disappointed and that you would, it's like people think to have a complete family, you have to have at least one of each, which is yes. so bizarre. Maybe because I grew up as three girls. For me, that's just the norm. Yeah, just like that's what you do and it's just you also just can't pick yeah you can't pick I think it's so hard as well when they're so young the boys at the moment because I don't feel like I'm raising boys over girls at the moment yeah I just feel like I'm raising kids yeah yeah they're quite high energy but it's not like there's anything that really defines them as boys over girls so I think it's really hard to know what that even means you know yeah that's true which is which is really yeah I feel like I feel about that I feel like you've always said that you think you're just going to be a boy mum I do you know what I've just as soon as we found out our first boy I was like I just know what's gonna I know we're gonna have all boys yeah that feeling yeah um yeah I think the best comment from yesterday, just casually, one of our neighbours said, oh, do you know what we're having? We said, yeah, we're having another boy. And she went, oh, geez, you're a sucker for punishment. And walked off. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't really know how to take that. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, people say it like it's a bad <laughs> thing. Oh, how yeah. fun. Your boys are just going to have the best time growing up. Oh, yeah. It's... Um, yeah, it's yeah, we're definitely excited. It'll be it'll be fun. Yeah. We'll be a boy household. Yeah. You're gonna be outnumbered well and truly. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> I'm not, I'm more like intrigued to know what they're gonna look like. Yeah. Are so similar looking. I'm like, oh, is it gonna be the same? Yes. Um, or are they gonna be the odd one out? Which you kind of don't want for them, do you? Yeah, but, they might have um, like dark hair or Yeah, it'd be yeah. completely different. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? So, tell me what's been going on for you. Um, oh, I feel like we've had a bit going on. Yeah, started work, which is really good, and then we made the decision to move Harry into a big bed, which just feels oh. so like he's not a baby anymore. Oh, no, end of an era. <laughs> yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, so that's been pretty good. He's um had a couple of night or a few nights now, and. Each night he's gone to bed actually really well, which is so great. We were, I was a bit, I was surprised. The first night he was really tired because he had napped during the day. So I always think he was just so tired. Yeah. Um, He hasn't napped during the day since he's had his big bed. I think it's just Uh, too, 
too easy to get out. But to be honest, he was getting ready to drop it anyway. So it yeah. kind of is what it is. And it means he's sleeping really well overnight. So we're just in that tricky transition of, you know, it gets to six o'clock and he's exhausted and ready for bed. But ah, uh, yeah, yeah. That's all right. We'll we'll get through it. Um, and are I, you mourning this nap more than he is? Do you reckon? One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's so shit when they give up the. Oh my god! It sucks. It really does. But it's okay. Like Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, he's at preschool till twelve thirty, and then right. Wednesday he's there all day. So. Um, it's actually fine. It's quite nice, like when he comes back on a Thursday, and Flo goes to bed, and then I can just hang out with him. And same on Monday and Tuesday, like Aww. it's actually quite nice. But yeah, I don't even know yeah. if I've said actually either. Flo is now at preschool as well on a Wednesday, um, oh, for the day, nice. which is nice. Uh, I've can do some work, do some relieving, and then also they're both in on a Thursday morning now, which is really really amazing too really nice yeah it's kind of the first time in yeah, two and a half years I've had a little bit of time to myself obviously it's gets filled with you know jobs and cleaning life yeah life admin but it's just really nice to be able to do that without the kids hanging off you oh totally you're not like going out for a bottomless brunch and spa. Yeah, yeah no unfortunately not it's amazing it's I think I just feel it's funny we I had a week of it and then we obviously had a week at home with COVID and hand foot and mouth and things um, but I've just had another week of it and it's amazing how good I feel and you know getting back into work and stuff it was definitely the right time like I really loved it and I felt really good going back and yeah so I feel um I feel refreshed which is nice because I feel like you don't often feel like that as a mum okay cool so First question, our two-year-old has been waking in the night wanting our bed for about a month. We've never bed shared. Is this likely the two-year-old regression or because new baby is nearly here? Seems less like the latter. Yeah, oh. so I yeah, I would agree with you. Um, I definitely think that it probably sounds more like the two-year-old regression rather than um, because a new baby's coming. So I would just say, um, just like any regression that you've gone through, it's just really important to stay consistent. So um, if during this regression you've introduced something new, like bringing them into bed with you, then this is when it can become a new habit. So it can be quite hard to stop even if they have moved through the regression. So to get back to them sleeping um, in their own bed, I would just choose a settling technique that suits your family. So there's lots of different options out there. Um, obviously, everyone's different with um, things that they like to do with their with their yeah. children, and that's and that's also that's completely fine. So, yeah, pick one that you are happy with and that you're comfortable with, and just be really mm-hmm. consistent. So, and um, obviously, depending which technique you choose. Um, will depend on how long it takes um, for this. It's it's just a habit, really. So, yeah, just to break this habit. And then they'll know that they don't get to come into bed with you and eventually they'll end up sleeping through the night again. And that's the thing, because they've done it before, you know that they can. Mm. And should it be the same parent that always brings them back to their bed? Like within it one night, or yeah, okay to switch out, like half switch half the night each. So what I would say with yeah, so always stick to the same parent, right? Each night, so you could do. You might say, right, I'll do tonight, and then the other parent could do the next night with it. It's just um to keep it consistent, and you don't want to switch between parents because you might find that you're a little bit different with your approaches. You know, one might be given yeah. a few more cuddles and things like that. And if you're swapping out, they may end up waiting for that other parent to come back. Whereas, yeah, yeah if you just same parent, um, yeah, it just keeps it a little bit more consistent. But obviously you don't have to be doing the same parent every single night because that's that could be no. exhausting for them. Mm. It's probably really great for um, – so this mum who's written and who's – due to have another baby really soon it's probably great that dad maybe does a bit more of it as well just because I imagine when newborns here mum's going to be doing all the feeds for 
you know, night feeds for the newborn. Yep, totally. That's, yeah, that's a really great idea. Yeah. Staying consistent. Oh, it's so hard when they just wander into your bed in the night, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the thing. In the middle of the night, it is really hard because that's when you're tired as well. And yeah, I've I've been there. I I know that it's just so much easier to bring them into bed with you. Um, mm. I've gosh, I've been there with both of my kids, and I think you just have to almost put aside a few days or a week and just think right we just have to be really consistent and it will yeah. happen and I don't know you know if um, one or both of you are working potentially try to do it over a weekend or when you've got some time off so you know actually we might be a little bit tired tomorrow but um, yeah yeah I think just yeah go in go in with the plan and just be really consistent with it mm. I hope that, that yeah answers that yeah great advice uh, so the next one, something that everybody's going to go through at some point, I'm sure. Um, one of our listeners asked, what is the best age to transition your toddler into a bed? And are there any tips on the process? Good timing. Yeah, yeah. Well, gosh, obviously just done this and it's been okay so far. Obviously we'll, I think we'll run into a few issues here and there, but they, they obviously move through it ideally with this we really want to aim for around two and a half to three years um okay a lot of people move their kids earlier if they've got a new baby coming and they want to use that cot and I know Mm. it's not it's not realistic for some people to have two cots and that's completely fine if you do have to do it earlier that's okay but I yeah. like if you can keep it until that kind of two and a half to three years, that's that is the most ideal. Unless they're climbing out of their cot. So that was the reason why we moved Harry, because he started climbing out yeah. of our cot. And you were the same with Hector, weren't you? He was climbing out and Yeah, it's just so unsafe. Yeah, it's just that's the thing. It's just not safe. So if they are climbing out, obviously then you need to do it a little bit earlier. But yeah. um the reason we want to aim for kind of that two and a half to three years is because before this age, they really lack impulse control, as I'm sure we all know with toddlers. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. So, and I mean, I don't know if it gets that much better at two and a half to three. Harry's just two and a half, so we'll see. But before then, if they're lying in their bed and they see a toy or something they want to play with, they'll just get up and just go and play with it. They don't understand yeah. They don't see it and think, no, it's bedtime. I need to stay in bed. Um, So, yeah, if we can kind of wait till that two and a half, three years, they have a little bit more of that. They are also at an age where things like stickers are a really great Mm. bribe. I know bribe. Yeah. I mean, it is a bribe. Using a sticker is pretty harmless and it is extremely effective. So, Oh, you gave us that tip actually. Yeah, and it was it was useful. Oh my gosh! Yeah, we because we've had a like bit of a shocking time of sweet sleep with Hector the past couple of months, and then you said about the sticker chart, and he's he's not quite two and a half, mm. but yeah, he is so responsive to it. He sleeps through the night, and the first thing he says when he wakes up is, "I get a star," Aww. and then we run and put the star from the star chart. Amazing. It doesn't even have to be that there's a reward at the yeah. end of the star chart. Yeah. It's just getting the star is so exciting. Yeah, and that's the thing. You might find as they get a little bit older, they do need a reward. But the reward yeah. can be as simple as, okay, once you've got five stars, we'll make pancakes. Or yes, once you've got five. an ice cream. Yeah, or like once you've got yeah. five stars, we'll go to the park all together as a family. It doesn't need to necessarily be a toy or anything because that's not realistic to – continually giving them a toy um no and I think no I really agree with that it's it, quality like one-on-one time if you've got more than one is fu- they much prefer that it's much more sustainable isn't it like a date yeah totally yeah and I think if you are doing presents at the you know with a sticker chart only do it for two weeks max like don't don't make it that it's like forever now once you get five stars you get a present like <laughs> Whereas, you know, if you yeah. want to keep doing sticker charts, that's fine. That's harmless. It's fun. And, you know, you can get it. that They pick their own stickers. They go to the shop with you and pick them. And, um, yeah. So there are a few different other things that you can do as well. You can use role play. So, 
you know, you might um, grab a wee teddy or something of theirs and make a bed for the teddy on the floor and tuck the teddy in and then oh. in the morning see, say, oh, look, you know, the teddy has stayed in its bed all night. What a good teddy. The teddy now gets a star or a sticker. And then they'll think, oh, I want to do that. So, yeah, that's why it's so good keeping it until kind of two and a half, three, because they do understand a lot better and you can use those techniques a little bit more. Yeah, totally. The thing with moving to a big bed as well is if you do it when they're younger, you might think that it's worked really well the first couple of weeks. Mm. You think, oh, this is great. This has been really easy. Um, And then after a couple of weeks, you might find that then they start climbing out of their bed and it's just because – at the beginning they actually don't know that they can climb out of their bed because obviously they haven't been able to um yeah so yeah I think just with that just be again I'll probably say it so many times today but just be really consistent with once they get up just pop them straight back to bed yeah if if moving to a big bed is something that you are thinking of doing and you want help just get in touch because this can definitely come under my like mini consult package, which is just like a one-off right. um, package. And I can just give you the tips that you can then implement. And that was kind of what I did with you, Catherine, right? Like I just said, mm, try these yep. things. Here's five different things you can try. See what yep, works for you. Me. And then, yeah, it was something that you could just do yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. I was just really quick and easy. Great results. Oh, that's <laughs> really nice to hear. <laughs> I think – it's the kind of thing it's like anything in parenting right the thought of it is often so much worse Mm. and if you act really confident about it and you make them excited and you help get them to help them pick their sheets in their duvet and yeah, all those things like Harry was so excited when his bed arrived and he was just like (laughs) that's so cute big bed big bed and he was just so excited to get in there I think when you do it you've just got to do it and yeah. Something I've definitely um, witnessed is once you get that bed up and you decide they're in there, get rid of the cot. Don't uh, okay, put them cool. in the bed and then put them back in the cot or have the cot up in the room still. Like once they're in that bed, that cot needs to be gone because otherwise you mm. might find that they want to get back in their cot. Or, you know, in the middle of the night if they're getting up, you might think, oh, my God, I'm just going to put them back in the cot because they just – I just don't want to deal yeah. with this right now. But it's just easier for everyone if it's gone. Then that, yeah, no confusion. Yeah, that's a really good point. It's probably good as well to get rid of the cot um, in secret. In case yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, when we got rid of Harry's cot, I felt really sad, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, it is such it is such a big thing, isn't it? They suddenly seem really grown up. Yeah, they do, but it's so cute. And like lying next to him in bed and reading stories oh, at night. It's yeah. just so sweet. Yeah, it's lovely. Oh, good job, Harry. <laughs> for now. I'll probably update in a couple <laughs> of now. weeks and be like, oh my god, it's a nightmare. <laughs> We're back in the cart. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so much easier when you go away then. Because you don't have to bring the porticot. They yeah. can just sleep in like a single. Yes. Or like an inflatable mattress. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really yeah, looking forward so to better. it. That's so much better. That would be great. Mm. So the next one I think might be two questions from two different people. But yes. they're the same, just as the same. So the first question is, how do I move the morning wake up to a bit later? Ideally from 5.30 or oh, to 7 o'clock. Yeah. And then, oh God, 5.30 isn't the morning. It's still nighttime. It is. Um, and then someone else has said, um, do you have any tips on breaking the 5 a.m. feed, please? My 14-month-old um, tries cuddles, but he cries until the bottle is given. So, yeah. Yeah. Any tips for both of those? Early morning wakes is definitely something that when I put question box up at something that I get asked the most about Mm. it is so hard it's so tricky and it's something that we dealt with with Harry for I'm gonna say probably two years of his life (laughs) he he yeah he was a baby that slept like through the night really well but always 6am was a sleep in for him and I just thought that that's the way that he was but yeah there are definitely things that you can do to help eliminate those early wakes um the thing that's quite tricky is 
often it's like the last piece of the puzzle to fall into place if you're doing sleep training. So you can have awesome day naps, settling really well, um, but yeah, often early morning wakes can be quite tricky and it can actually take a good couple of weeks to okay. to change them. So I think if you have got early wakers and whether you're trying to tackle it on your own or you're getting help from a sleep consultant, just know that it won't happen straight away. But mm-hmm. if you're consistent, it, it will it will eventually happen. So mm. I guess, sorry, jump in. I no. guess actually like us, you know, I find this when we get to the summer holidays is you're just, if you're used to waking up at 6 a.m. for work, then when you're on holiday, you just, you still do it, don't you? Yeah, um, totally. Similarly, when you get to the starting back at school after the holidays, it's such a struggle to get back to you just your body clock needs time to change, doesn't it? Absolutely, and that's it with kids. Like it's just a habit that they're waking in for a lot of them. So yeah. if we could, we just need to try break that habit. Um, yeah. So. We know that early morning wakes are caused by light, noise, too much or not enough day sleep, which is tricky because it's it's like a very fine balance. Um, hunger, mm. that could be something more so when they're younger, I would say. Um, yeah, if like around 14 months, for example, it wouldn't, wouldn't be hunger if they've got a good diet. Um, and then the last okay. thing, which is like the most common, is social interaction. So... Them waking, you going in, whether that's to get them up or yeah, give them a cuddle, give them a bottle, that is really, really reinforcing that wake. Um, okay. Yeah, so if we eliminating the fact that it could be light noise or the day sleep issue, um, mm. they can be quite easy to make sure that we've got all of those on track. Yeah. Um, so yeah, with this 14 month old, as I said, it's very unlikely that it would be hunger if they have a good diet at that age, they should be able to make it through, you know, at least 12 hours or, you know, 12 hours yeah. without being fed. Um, so and would, what, what is the cutoff age for that? Sorry to jump in. Is it, would you say like pre six months? You, yeah. Before um, solids. What would you say? I would say we kind of roughly say that if a baby's having a night feed at nine months old that's still really normal um okay kind of around that after nine months so you know by a year you'd expect that they would definitely be able to sleep through the night this is obviously obviously just saying if your baby's healthy and has really great weight gain and things like that so yeah true um okay yeah if you're if your baby's feeding at nine months old during night don't be thinking that there's something wrong with that because that is completely normal and a lot of nine months old still do need a feed during the night yeah so again if they're waking at five or five thirty, treat this as if they're waking at 2 a.m 3 a.m treat it like a night wake and um you i i would just settle them so again pick a settling technique that you're really comfortable with Obviously, just yeah. being conscious that if you are going in the room to settle them, that's obviously social interaction, right? So, um, yeah, picking something you're comfortable with. Really tricky and, like, a little bit unfair, I would say, to go this person that wants 5.30 till 7 to just expect on the first day that they'll sleep until 7 or that, you know, to leave them yeah. until 7. What I normally say is... Um, push the getting up time out by 15 minutes every three days so for yeah so for both of these people um let's talk about the one that's having the 5 a.m I would the first morning leave them until 5 15 and then okay um yeah then do that um Uh get them up at 5 15 and then do that for three days and then push that to 5.30 and keep doing mm-hmm. that until you reach a time that you're happy with. So whether that's 6.30 or 7, that's kind of, I'd say, I think 6.30s, we don't really want to be getting them up any earlier than that. But yeah, keep pushing it out until you reach that time that you're happy with. And then it's quite nice to just do it gradually rather than mm-hmm. just, you know, on day one being like, right, you're staying in your bed until 7. Um, the other thing is with this person giving a bottle, try and when you get them up, give them breakfast first. So 
yeah. Often that bottle can be a real comfort thing. So Oh yeah. Give them okay. get them up, give them breakfast. Once they've had breakfast, then give them their bottle. And that is actually like a really effective way of um like getting rid of early wakes as well. So mm-hmm. yeah. Sorry, that was like a lot of information and a bit rambly, but No, 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 no. I not really at all. hope I think that that's helps. such good advice for breakfast. The breakfast before bottle makes so much sense. Yeah. And yeah, it's just so pushing it out. isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it is. Like sitting down for breakfast, which is a meal, as opposed to having like a snuggly warm milk in your bed. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And that's the thing, as parents, it's quite nice to give them that bottle in bed because you can snuggle up. Yeah. It also is really um, the first question, like moving from 5.30 to 7. It obviously really depends on ages as well. Like if you've got kids that are a little bit older, you could use a sleep trainer clock. So uh, that's yeah. um, when they can understand, right, when it's red, that means you go to bed. And when it turns blue or green or yellow, that's when you can get yeah. up. And if you're using a sleep trainer clock as well, it's not it's not just doing that. You've also got to um, I like to again use stickers or something like that. So if yeah. you if you stay in your bed until the light turns green, then you can have a sticker, and that mm-hmm. that also works really really well. Mm. Yeah, they're great actually, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they are. And I think they come with books quite often as well. Like to um, we did the grow clock, and it came with this book about animals on the farm needing to stay in bed until a certain time so they could I don't know play all day or something yeah it's so nice to give it a context for them isn't it yeah definitely but obviously Mm. that's the thing that only works for those older kids so oh yeah yeah oh great tips that morning wakes are just so so hard and I think it's so dependent on if you're a morning person or not if you can handle it yes. you know, or if there's one of you which is and one of you which isn't in your relationship it makes such a difference yeah but man it makes a difference when they sleep in like actually Tom and I just oh, said yeah. this morning we were like our kids are so much happier if they sleep past 6 30 yeah it just makes a world of difference in the morning Oh, and the mornings are so bloody long. Oh, if they start at five o'clock. Oh my gosh, so long. Yeah, that's Harry was getting up at five when Flo was a newborn, and it just oh. was so. Long. I'd be like doing a night feed with Flo, going back to bed, and Tomo would be getting up with Harry to start the day. It just, <sighs> yeah, oh, that's pretty brutal. Uh, yeah, and also you find yourself thinking like. How unreasonable is the library not opening till 9 a.m.? Yeah, like I've yes. already been up for four hours. Yeah, yeah. by 9 a.m. you're like, is it lunchtime yet? Yeah, it's a long time to then entertain them in the house before you can get out to go to music or... Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then you fall into the... such a... Sorry. What we... No, you go. I was going to say, and then you fall into the trap of if they're still like, having a morning nap, that morning nap becomes earlier because they're tired, but then that just reinforces yeah. the wake and it... It is a really hard cycle to get out of, but you can you can do it. Yeah, it is. You're right. It is hard. You just have to be so consistent. I got into a really bad habit of when we had an early when we had early morning wakes. I'd then go like take them down for a walk on the beach at six o'clock. Aww. But then that was totally reinforcing it because yeah. then they were like, "Sweet, we go to the beach when we wake up." <laughs> but also, sometimes oh. you have to just do what's best for you, and like if that was good for your mental health then that's also yeah. fine yeah well I'd much rather it yeah seven on the beach. <laughs> um next question uh which I'm sure so many people would love to know what would you say are sleep essentials for a newborn so like is white do you think white noise is an essential from from birth or is that something you introduce later and is there anything else um white noise is something that yeah I think it's really great especially if you've got other children in the house um obviously when they're a newborn they might not be sleeping in their room a lot but when you are wanting to put Mm -hmm. them down in their room I would definitely chuck the white noise on I think it's Mm -hmm. um it's a really great way to imitate the womb so that's like a really nice way to help them settle um often what's the difference between white and pink noise 
out of interest because someone told me pink noise is more woomy but like <laughs> what even is a woomy sound i know i know you can you can use either really like whatever works for you then go with that there's a lot of different machines out there or you can just get it on an ipad mm. or um oh yeah yeah we actually you gave out you brought our white noise machine for us Catherine, and we still use it it's great and i've re-brought it oh. for a couple of friends because it's so good um and that's quite nice and you can just switch it on and the one you got for me actually has a nightlight as well which was super handy in those early days yeah the night feeds like it's a really um like dim isn't it yeah warm light yeah um i would say the other essential is swaddling and preferably arms down a lot of people get those um swaddles that are arms up and some babies do really like those but if that arm's down, you can just get it tighter. And I think with swaddling, it's the kind of thing that you might think your baby doesn't like it the first time that you do it, but just give it another go, give it another couple of goes. And I guarantee it will, for most babies, it will help them settle so much quicker. Um, Just, yeah, having them wrapped up nice and tight. It's obviously not too tight, but yeah, just, um, Again, like imitates them being in the womb, which they really like. Mm. I couldn't believe in them when we were in the NICU, the the Nina's like swaddling experts. I couldn't believe yeah. it. And so often they'd just go in like the last room before babies are going home. They'd like just swaddle them so tightly, just in like hospital blankets, nothing fancy. And they just fall asleep. It's and amazing. Have a room of fifteen babies fast asleep swaddled, and you're like, "Please come home with yeah. me. Can you come to my house and do this." <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so simple, but it's genius. Yeah, it it, it really is. When they're newborns, I've got that like startle reflex. So if we can keep arms oh, yeah. down, then it's stopping them like hitting themselves in the face and waking themselves up and mm. giving them a fright. So swaddling's great um shushing so yeah like we said white noise um from kind of six weeks that's when their like hormonal melatonin starts wearing off so I would say kind of from Ah. six weeks that's when you might like to start sleeping them in a dark room during the day um I mean if you want to do that earlier that's also fine it is quite good to in those early days like they know the difference between day and night but yeah I'd say from yeah. six weeks definitely start in a if you're putting them into bed put it get a blackout room or as dark as you can really ah uh, okay um that's a great tip newborns also really like being kind of swung or moved rocked we all know that they love that so if you need to do that and then they also love sucking so whether that's um while you're feeding them or yeah. um, if you've got a really sucky baby, you might introduce a dummy, but obviously making sure you're not replacing feeds. Yeah. Honestly, like sleep essentials for newborn other, other than the obvious, like a safe place for them to yes. sleep. Yeah. Like if you've got a bassinet, you want to make sure that it's free of blankets, toys, don't have anything extra in there. You really just want a, hard flat surface for your baby to sleep on um, with nothing extra. And that's why swaddling's really great as well because then you don't need to have any extra blankets in there. You also really want to make sure that you're placing them down on their back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're kind of okay. the safe sleep things. But please, please make sure you kind of look those up yourself. Um, yeah. But, yeah, other than that, really, new fonts don't need a lot and – this oh do you actually want to ask the next question because that probably leads nicely into that yeah definitely I was just thinking that so just leading on from that question then somebody wrote in saying so what do we do with a newborn (laughs) great question (laughs) yeah great question Um, do I just snuggle them for six weeks or should I be trying to put them down for all their naps from birth that's honestly I struggle with that so much I'm sure most mums do you just some people are like, don't get them into bad habits. And others yeah. say, what is it? You can never spoil a newborn. Yeah. Yeah. What are you supposed to do? Ah, uh, it is a really hard question because I don't want anyone to feel like they're doing anything wrong or they have done anything wrong. And mm-hmm. I think in those early days, it is, it's so important to do what works for you and your family. Um, yeah. And honestly, like if that means holding your baby for every nap for those first 12 weeks, then... I say do that. 
it's oh, so nice. Yeah. And it's <laughs> don't just don't worry about creating the bad habits or, you know, creating a rod for your own back. I think we've all heard that many, many times. Yeah. If you are someone that loves lying on the couch, having your baby nap on you, then just please do that. And I think it's really important to for people to hear that that's okay. And um yeah. Yeah, if I could go back to when I just had Harry, I would just do that. And, I mean, he, he did do that a lot. He mm. slept on me a lot, and it was beautiful. It was amazing. But I would just do that oh. all day, every day. It's the best feeling in the world, isn't it? It is. It really is. Yep. But also, on the flip side, if you don't want to do this, or perhaps you can't because you've got other children, which we've both been there, when you've got number two, and obviously, Catherine, yeah. you're going to have number three, it's actually, it's not realistic that you can be sitting on the couch and snuggling your newborn and feeding your newborn all day. It's just, it's just yeah. unfortunately the way that it is. Um, and also, some people just, they just need a break from their baby, and that is also completely fine um yeah like touched out yep and that's the thing it's it's easy for us to say in hindsight that we wish we just snuggled our newborns all the time but I know in the time I was like I need a break from this baby yeah so true yeah so then that's that's also okay and it's um it's up to you and you can work on getting them to sleep in their own bed if you want to I think one thing that's really helpful is trying to get them down in their bassinet for their first nap of the day so say for example if they've woken at 7 a.m you fed them change them and then by kind of 7 45 8 o'clock they'll be ready to go back down again so get them swaddled get a nice dark room put the white noise on and then pop them back in their bed. And you'll find that normally that first sleep of the day is the easiest one to get them back down in. Uh-huh. Um, you might also find that you pop them down in their bed um, for the start of the sleep, even if that means you're rocking them until they're asleep. And once they're asleep, you then put them down. Then you might get, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes to yourself. And then you might finish the nap on you. You can kind of pick and choose a little bit, especially in those early okay. days. You just just do what works for you. Yeah, and in, in the morning, often their sleep pressure is a bit higher, so it's a little bit easier to get them down. So that's kind of why I suggest oh. that first sleep of the day. It seems, yeah. it seems like it wouldn't be since I've just hopefully had a reasonably good sleep overnight. But yeah, um, yeah. I think uh, is that why that last nap of the day, the like four o'clock one, is by far the hardest. Yes, their sleep pressure is really right. low, and it like falls outside of a biological nap window. That's why, like, until they drop that nap, I honestly suggest doing that nap on the go. So whether you're in the pram, or, yeah, I mean, cars not yeah. so realistic now because petrol's so bloody expensive. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, front pack, That's yeah, front pack, front pack, for sure. yeah. Florence didn't do any. She did not nap once in that afternoon nap in her bed every single day. Oh, same. Yeah. And, yeah. and again, when you've got another one, that's just kind of what you have to do. And it's also really yeah. nice because then you still get that contact nap. And I just I just want people to know that, like, just because I'm a sleep consultant, I know that sleep consultants get can get a little bit of a bad rap. Yeah. I'm don't I don't believe that your baby has to sleep in their bed for every single nap. Like if you want to do the morning nap in the pram and then the lunch nap in their bed and then the afternoon nap on the front pack. Yeah. That's I'm that's totally fine. You just have to do what works for you. And oh, it's always so nice to hear, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And like my job as a sleep consultant is to support you and whatever you want to do. So I think that's just mm-hmm. important to um mention. But back to newborns, I think my biggest suggestion for a newborn is to make sure that you're really following those awake windows. And Uh, I remember like it was so surprising in those early days how quickly you actually want to get them back down. As I said earlier, it is honestly only 45 minutes in those early days, which I remember thinking, how do I get them fed, get them changed? (laughs) feed them again and then get them back down but it is amazing when you nail those awake windows how much easier they go down 
so true. It's so quick, isn't it? 45 minutes is nothing. Yeah, by the kind of three-week mark, it's pushed out to an hour. But, yeah, and whether that's, like, getting them back in their bed or, like, trying to get them to sleep on you, I just just can't recommend that more. There's nothing worse than trying to settle an overtired newborn baby. We've all been there, and it's not fun. No, Um, no. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Because you just question everything at that point, don't you? You do, yeah. And I, I've shared on my Instagram um, like different awake windows to follow. So, yeah, go have a look oh, on there. Great. And some people don't like following routines the whole time and they follow awake windows until their kids drop naps and that's that works as well. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really handy. Your Instagram is um, at GM. Sleep, sleep consultant consultant yeah. yeah cool handy that yeah very handy that tomo's name begins with an m yeah yeah that was actually like part of why we why i did that it was handy <laughs> part of why you chose tomo oh so <laughs> don't tell him that you fit in with my sleep consultant business don't want to be rebranding <laughs> didn't want to change my name too much so you'll do <laughs> um cool and on to the last question does a bedtime routine need to be more than bath slash no bath bottle teeth and bed for a one-year-old so i guess that's what bath bottle teeth bed yeah yeah for a one-year-old no is that enough or does it need to be more no honestly like like so much just saying it out loud yeah it does (laughs) Oh, honestly, if that works for you, then that's completely fine. I just, yeah, don't feel like you need to be doing lots of other things if it's working for you. The only thing I would suggest that you might want to add is maybe a book or um, like a song, which is quite nice. And it just, it actually just that encourages like a nice wind down and cuddle and things like that. But I also understand that it's not necessarily realistic every night and gosh, I definitely don't read to my kids every night because some nights it's a shit show and you just want to get them down and then you just can't be bothered. And <laughs> that's, Yeah, and that's, that's fine as well. Yeah, Life totally gets fine. busy and hectic. And um, yeah. One thing that I did want to mention with this, which is really awesome, is that they are having their bottle and then brushing their teeth. So once mm. their teeth are through, it is actually really important that once I've had a bottle, we're then brushing their teeth. We don't want them to go to bed drinking a bottle. Um, yeah, we just want to make sure we're brushing the teeth before they go to sleep. So this person's doing that, yeah. which is great. Yeah, that is good. Because milk, don't they say milk actually isn't great for their teeth, ironically, because you're told it's for your teeth and bones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just don't want them like sucking on a bottle going to sleep with that and then like having milk kind of all around their teeth and then it eventually right, like milk okay. milk is quite sweet it can yeah. eventually kind of like rot away at their teeth so yeah just try and give the bottle first and that also can be really great at breaking like a feed to sleep association too yeah yeah and when do you recommend introducing a bedtime routine you can do that from as early as you want, honestly. You could start okay. that from kind of that six to 12-week um, okay. mark whenever you feel ready. And it can that's the thing. It doesn't have to be a lot. For some people, it's just getting giving them a cuddle, singing a song, and then popping them in a swaddle or popping them in their sleep sack. Um, it's, just, it's just to kind of calm them down and let them know that it's bedtime. And if you're doing the same thing every nap, every bedtime, it's just letting them know, right, it's time to sleep now. And you can be talking yeah. to them throughout that routine as well and say, right, we're getting ready for bed now. We're doing this and then we'll go to sleep. And as they get older, they'll, they'll learn that routine and they'll be able to probably tell you how to do it. So, yeah. Yeah, eventually, I'm sure they will. Yeah. Oh, that's so great. They're really helpful. I think so many of those tips are helpful for people, like, for all ages. Yeah, I hope so. Obviously, that's the Mm. thing, like, asking questions like this. I don't know the big picture, so I can't give super specific advice. But, yeah, I do really hope that that has kind of answered those questions and has been helpful for um, everyone listening anyway. Yeah, definitely. And I know just because we've had messages in the past about, you know, um, sleep consultants and things like that, 
I I think is it's definitely worth mentioning, like you said before, if you you don't if you go down the sleep consultant route, it really doesn't have to be crying it out. No, gosh, like no. Stuck to a routine where you can't leave the house for two weeks. No, there are like Georgia, <laughs> there are alternatives. <laughs> but um, also, like if you are at the point where crying it out is what you need to do, then please don't feel like you are a bad parent. And I think Mm -hmm. there's so much out there at the moment about sleep consultants. And, you know, I just feel like it's a little bit mum shamey because I would just really hate for someone who has chosen a sleep consultant to feel like they're a bad parent because they have used a sleep consultant. And I know that when, after getting help with Harry and Flo, I felt like a way better mum because I Mm. could sleep. And obviously, gosh, me saying this as a sleep consultant, probably, you know, I'm biased. But I just think if if it's what you want to do and it's the path you want to take, then you need to do what's right for you. And often people yeah. reach out for help when they're at breaking point. And mm. I just, you just also need to know you don't need to get to that point before you ask for help. So, yeah, yeah don't feel yeah, like so you are being a bad parent by asking for help whether that's a sleep consultant or a lactation consultant or anything I think people are there to help for a reason so totally yeah. and you wouldn't think twice about asking for help with like your car yeah or, or like a dentist you know it's exactly just, yeah totally thank you so much for answering all those questions and like we said before if you want to contact georgia instagram is the best way isn't it yeah yeah that is a easy way to contact me yeah so at gm sleep consultant yeah and we'll pop a link to that on our page thank you so and yeah, much if you have we'll maybe try and do one of these each like term season whatever we call them yeah you know? uh so if you've got questions feel free to save them up to send in to us yeah and as i mentioned earlier i have um a couple of different packages so i've got my mini consult which is just for like those smaller problems like moving into a big bed or um helping dropping naps and things like that so that is that option and then there's also the standard consult which comes with your personalized sleep plan and then my support for a couple of weeks which is yeah helpful if you've got if you just need that bit more support and um, a bit more guidance as well. If you just want sleep. <laughs> if you want some sleep, then that's a great option. <laughs> oh, thank you so, so much. Oh, what a, also, so lucky to have a sleep consultant friend. <laughs> oh, it's just so nice being able to help people. And like, like you, for example, Catherine, you have helped me with so many things in my child's life. So it's really nice to be able to like help you oh, no. with a few things. Uh, sleep trumps everything else <laughs> so <laughs> um, thank you so much for listening thank you and we'll be back next week with another great episode for you <laughs> <laughs>